police in the morning. Welcome, B-Movie fans, to another B-Movie interview. I'm Paul, and joining me today is Paul Asir, the game director for a new survival horror game called Lazaretto. Paul, welcome to our show. Thanks. So how long have you been a game developer? Um, I guess about 15 years now. Um, I started back with uh, online Flash and Shockwave games, uh, doing like online games for... Um, uh, Places like uh, sites like Web, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Hot Wheels, Speed Racer, Transformers, things like that. Um, then eventually I got into uh, you know Unity, did a couple of online games there, and then uh, kind of you know moved moved on from there. Very cool. What inspired you to become a game developer? Well, uh, I've been I've been playing games since you know since Atari, <laughs> and then uh, the you know days. Nintendo. Exactly, and then Nintendo and things like that, and then you know I, I remember I used to play these little point-and-click adventure games on on the on uh you know the old Macs, and uh, I, I remember thinking they were fun, but I I was thinking I could definitely make something like that, uh, but you know I always had in the back of my head I always wanted to make a game, uh, so eventually I went on to become a graphic designer and had a web design company, and then uh, you know I tried to figure out how to make games through there, so I. I had a couple of clients that were, you know, in the entertainment business. Uh, one was uh, Speed Racer, and uh, you know, eventually, uh, I, 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 I partnered up with a local guy who was making games, and uh, we, we, you know, we made a game for Speed Racer, which was actually really popular back in the day, and uh, kind of took off from there. Very cool. Yeah, follow your passion. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, doing doing websites back in the day. You know, I mean, if, if you're doing a cool website, like, you know, I did a, a website for Speed Racer, and that was great, but doing doing websites for, like, law firms and things like that, it, it's it's tough <laughs> when, you you know, you just can't get into it. I can uh, imagine. Yeah, you know, the dry stuff, it just doesn't, you know, it, I mean, it pays the bills, but it's it's it, I find it difficult, you know. Game, game, uh, doing uh, Making games is a lot easier for me, honestly. Definitely. Are you a... Are survival horror games your favorite type of game, or is it just the kind of game that you're currently working on? Um, I'd say for the past year or two, yeah, survival horror is definitely my favorite, just because of of uh, Lazaretto, uh, and I've been kind of immersing myself, you know, in, in games like that. But you know, I've played all kinds of games. I'm probably bread and butter. I'd probably go back to uh, you know shooters. Uh, I've probably put over a couple thousand hours in battlefield franchise <laughs> nice yeah i can definitely understand um just want like putting a ton of hours in a video game i've um i think i put like over a hundred hours into final fantasy 10 like years ago so just once you start it's like you just can't stop it's like i have to get everything on this oh yeah yeah and and with uh like i was saying with you know i mean i'll pick up something occasionally I mean, it was it was a while ago, but the Wolfenstein New Order kind of stands out. That that was really fun, and that that only took a few days. But like you know, Battlefield, uh, you know, I, back with uh, Battlefield 1943 on Xbox, spent so many hours on that, uh, and then you know, onto Battlefield three and four, and and honestly, the new one, I I, I have it, but I. I you know with with my game and everything I, I haven't been playing a lot of games lately uh, because I feel guilty I should be working. 
the burden of being an adult. Exactly. So why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about Lazarado, the um, just like general style, the idea in the game? Sure. So it's a first-person survival horror game. Uh, Lazaretto, the name is actually an, an historical name for a maritime qu- uh, quarantine island. So back in the day, if you entered the country by boat, uh, they'd test you to see if you had any, had any diseases or anything. And if you were sick, they would place you on one of these islands. And, and they were... You know, they were all over the world, honestly, back in the day. Uh, there was, you know, several on the east coast of the U.S. Uh, there's one at, there's, there was one in Philly for a long time. Um, so, yeah, I mean, it, it was a place, you know, uh, any type of, uh, when it, like a breakout would come out, they would also uh, stick you on there, even if, you know, maybe you just lived near there. Uh, a lot of times it was a, a hospital to, to quarantine different um uh, diseases, but also, you know, a place where they would just kind of catch all, like if they didn't know what was wrong with you, they'd stick you on there. <laughs> um, so anyway, that, that's kind of the idea w- which you're exploring. It's, uh, you know, the, the idea is that you're just a regular guy and you're, you're looking to do a little bit of urban exploring, you know, checking out the island and the different buildings. So you go on it at night, uh, you find clues, you know, figure out how to enter buildings solve puzzles, you know, find different environments. And then, you know, you start to slowly interact with, I'd say, just, you know, beings that are still there. <laughs> and, you know, a big mystery starts to unravel. Uh, and at one point, and this is where we really try to differentiate ourselves, um, you know, as you get deeper, you start to kind of leave reality and enter a different plane of existence. So, and that's where, like, we explore a lot of these crazy theories I have on, you know, like what ghosts are and, and sanity and subconscious and, you know, dreams and time, things like that. So, like I said, the game starts out pretty down to earth. You know, you're standing on a small beach at night, looking up at a building, everything's like normal. And then, you know, slowly things start to unwind. Uh, Eventually you find this, you know, you get, you go into the hospital and the different areas you eventually find this old house, which turns out to be the nurse's quarters from back in the day. Um, and then, you know, you find what looks like the remains of a, an old seance. And through all these series of steps, you get actually pulled into the seance. And then that's where I kind of start to explore these alternate experiences. So it, it kind of gets out there for a while. And, you know, I, I don't go out of my way to spoon feed the player, I, you know, I'm very happy with the player coming up to their own interpretations of, uh, you know, the experiences they're seeing. So, I mean, that, that's kind of the idea. And it's a, it's a, it's a three chapter game. Um, and the first chapter, you know, kind of deals with the stuff I was talking about. And the, the other two chapters, you, you know, you really get into some, some much deeper stuff. It's actually a pretty, pretty big story I came up with. Sounds like a lot of uh, research went into it too. It sounds really awesome. Yeah, I, I tried to uh, keep, um, you know, it, it, as, as real as possible, you know, other than the fact that there are, <laughs> you know, these things walking around that you uh, uh, encounter. But, you know, I tried to keep it realistic, you know. Like I said, I, I love shooter games as much as the next person, and even, uh, you know, game like horror games where you have weapons. But I, I was really trying to come to the to, from the aspect of that, you know, you just showed up with a flashlight, you know, just to check things out, and then all of a sudden you find yourself 
not being able to get out and then just getting deeper and deeper and like, you know, what have I gotten into? And, you know, you don't just happen to find a, uh, you know, a minigun <laughs> and all this ammo. Uh, you're just, you know, you're just yourself with it, with your flashlight. Um, and, and, you know, also I tried to keep it realistic. Like, you know, a lot of games uh, with puzzles and, and, you know, you do need puzzles, but I tried to make them make sense for the environment in other words, like like the the uh, the backstory is this this uh, these buildings, this whole island basically shut down in 1922. So there's really no way you know you'd find you know an old fuse and fire up a generator or anything like that. That's just that's just not going to happen. So I really tried to make it uh, as realistic as possible as far as like the the physical stuff goes. You know, uh, you know, as as far like I said, you know, you need puzzles to move things along, keep it interesting, but Again, tr- try to make them. Uh, I try to make them as realistic and historically correct as possible. Makes sense. Yeah, I love in video games where they'll have an ancient puzzle that is just so ridiculous. It's like there's no way they could have made that back then. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Now, like, um, you know, I I can get get away with stuff in this uh, in this alternate uh, universe that I'm talking about. So. You know, I that's that was one way to uh, kind of expand on on the different things uh, and, and not make it so you know mundane and just you know that you're just in these old buildings. But yeah, I I, I agree. I'm the same way. Uh, and there's some great games out there, but you know, you're like, well, all right, why? What is this puzzle? You know, elaborate puzzle doing in the middle of this you know old factory? <laughs> yeah, it's like who had time to build this and like did you right. notice while the, while somebody was constructing this? Exactly, exactly. Now, I will say in part three, uh, which, you know, hasn't started, obviously, but, you know, it's all kind of written out. Um, there, there, I have some puzzles invol- involving, uh, like, aut- automatons, which really fascinate me. You know, like the old, um, you know, they, they go back even to the, you know, 1600s, these, like, elaborate, you know, uh, robotic puzzles, or, you know, whatever they are, like, uh, just a uh, some type of a wind-up mechanism uh, yeah, that does about. something. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Move I mean, around and things like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, again, and that you know that stuff was real, and people collected them, and 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 people would have you know wealthy people would have them made just because they were interesting pieces. So I thought that was a, a you know a cool way to introduce it, and kind of an elaborate puzzle. But again, that's that's not until part three. <laughs> yeah, those things are pretty creepy. Like when you actually see them too. So. Oh, they are. Uh... There, there's actually I haven't been to it, but there's there's a, a there's a museum outside of uh, New York uh, that I've been dying to go see, and yeah, some of them are like totally creepy. <laughs> That's something you want in your bedroom, like just staring at you at night. Like, yeah, absolutely. So we here at B Movie Bro Bros, um, both Corey and I, we're huge for survival horror fans. Um, what um, survival horror games would you say inspired this, if any? Um, well, I mean, um, you know, obviously you try and come up with all your original ideas, but, you know, I mean, Amnesia was definitely an inspiration. Uh, Alan Wake, that, that was a cool one. I mean, certain things about that, um, you know, let me see. I mean, e- there are certain parts of Evil Within. I mean, that was the, a great like. Game, yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, Laura, you know, that Spider-Woman, I mean, that completely freaked me out. And, you know, I, I really don't get, you know, scared playing games, but that one had me, like, popping off the headphones, looking around, like, did I hear something? <laughs> uh, 
behind me. Exactly. I mean, layers layers of fear. That that did a really great job with the environment, um, and just the creepiness factor. Um, I'm really looking forward to playing uh, when they come out. Uh, Agony and uh, there's another one, Ghost Theory. I don't know if you've seen uh, anything on that. It looks looks pretty wild. Heard of that? I haven't seen too much of it, but yeah, I'll definitely check that out. So, what qualities of a survival horror game do you think make it the most memorable and the most uh, most terrifying? Um, good question. Um, so, I mean, you know, it's kind of a there's a, there's a bit of a not not a, uh, a complete you know plan, but but with with horror, I mean, there there is kind of a formula. Uh, I think at least. I mean, you know, obviously you can break it, but Generally, I mean, you, you, there's the starts with the environment, and whether it's sca- an actual scary environment or not, I think it's important that you feel isolated and helpless. Um, you know, that's a big part of it. Uh, uh, and again, going back to what I was saying about shooters, the the reason we decided not to to have any weapons is because you know, and they're they're fun, but they tend not to be that scary. Um, so you know, we we wanted we definitely wanted to uh, take advantage of the uh, isolation and helplessness. Uh, great sound design definitely helps. Uh, you know, you have to build tension. Uh, and I, to me, I think if if you have restraint and hold off on you know jump scares and things like that, that that's that's what really makes a scary game. Uh, I mean, Alien Isolation did that. Uh, I don't know if you ever played. Slenderman, the the arrival. Yeah, uh, I, I don't even think I, I don't think I finished it, but I remember the the beginning of that game. You just walk down this long road, and you go into this house, and just the anticipation of something happening was like really freaking me. And nothing happened at all. Like there's nothing in that house whatsoever. But I remember just like looking around every corner. I'm like, oh my god, I'm gonna die here. So, <laughs> you know, I think I think that's important. You know, like the, again, the restraint. You know, when when you start to play a game and immediately something jumps out, you're like, all right, what is this? You know, uh, and then you know they no longer become scary. Um, I also think if 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 you have something that's kind of out of whack, that definitely uh, like offsets your your brain a little bit. Um, I mean, go, going back to movie reference, kind of like uh, you know the the rabbit and Donnie Darko. You know, it's, you, it's <laughs> it like just didn't make sense. <laughs> so. You know, I, I think that's a great way to, you know, build tension and kind of tweak your interest. Uh, but then, you know, I think uh, unique enemies. Um, and then, uh, you know, as far as making something terrifying, I, I think uh, that, that there has to be danger there. And, and it's something I kind of learned in, in the, the making of Lazaretto. Uh, it started out kind of creepy, and then we realized, all right, we, we need, it needs to have danger too, just not scary. I mean, like, you know, for example, the, uh, you know, you watch a lot of older movies and if there's just, you know, ghosts moving around, it's creepy, but it's not, it's not necessarily scary. So you need some type of a danger, you know, danger mechanism where something can, you know, hurt you or whatever. Um, you know, and again, when you're, if you're powerless with the enemies, uh, you know, as far as like no weapons or, you know, how are you going to shoot a ghost anyway? But, you know, your only defense is to either just face it or just freak out and panic. <laughs> Pretty much, yeah. It seems like with horror, like our own 
our own imaginations are our own worst enemies. Like, just like you said, when you're just there waiting for something, it's like the worst than when it actually comes out. Like, oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, um, again, I'm a big movie fan, so I, I tend to go back to movies a lot. But uh, I mean, Blair Witch. Um, when, when I saw that, I, I, you know, I, I kept away from the hype. I didn't watch any previews, uh, and then I watched it at home, you know, with the lights out. And I'm telling you that that movie was brilliant, it, especially if you like stayed away from all the hype and didn't know, you know, there was all the parodies and stuff like that going around. I really, I really sealed sealed myself. But I mean, what a great movie! Uh, and you know, you never really see anything ever. Yeah, and yet it's hor- you know? it's like really scary at times. Oh yeah, and I, I remember I remember at the very end thinking, man, this movie's been great. Just don't screw it up and have like some dumb monster jump out. And they didn't. It was what a great ending, you know. Definitely. But again, it's it's your imagination that that made it go. All the sounds in the woods and the you couldn't tell if there were kids or screams or laughing, you know. Oh yeah, most definitely. I remember um, I was watching some documentary about uh, World War II veterans, and one of them said something really interesting that when he was in the trenches waiting waiting for the enemy to come to approach him. He right. would see like a rock, and he said, "I wish I didn't have any kind of imagination because all I could think of was that rock. There was a guy behind it, and it's it wasn't until you know they were finally safe that he was that, that would go away. But he said that was worse than the actual combat, and like it really like speaks a lot about horror and like how our our minds oh absolutely it. absolutely and and to same on the same token, I've I've seen documentaries on. Um, you know, the, the soldiers that fought on, you know, D-Day, even though they were risking, you know, a really high certainty of death, they said the worst part was just waiting, you know, like on on the boat for, for the attack. Uh, you know, a lot of them would rather just, just get it over with and face it somehow. Uh, so yeah, I mean, your mind plays so much into it. Uh, so that's, you know, one of the things we try and take advantage of in the game is, uh, I mean, some things are, are black and white, but other things are, uh, you know, pretty vague. And we, you know, we want to let the, the player, uh, imagination kind of run wild. Very cool. Yeah. Game development in general seems like a really interesting style of art because not, not only do you have to tell an engaging story, but you actually have to put the character into the environment. So what would you say is the most challenging part of game design? Um, well, with with this game in particular, um, well, we're a two person team, <laughs> so that's 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 the biggest challenge. Uh, I mean, we we have uh, you know a couple of freelancers we use time to time, but a small team makes it tough. But yeah, for for Lazaretto, you know, to me, the hardest part was figuring how to tell. Well, a couple things: figuring how to tell that tell the story in three chapters, because each chapter has to stand on its own. You know, you can't just you know not explain anything at all and just stop so you know we had kind of had to make three individual game uh stories um but then you know the the also really overall the tricky part was you know just how much of the story do we give away um you know from the very beginning i've always wanted to keep it vague and mysterious uh you know it doesn't all have to make sense to me but but you know you have to find a balance it can't be completely out there where people just don't get anything at all. Um, but I think, you know, it's, it's 
finding that balance so people enjoy the experience and and come up to their with their own interpretations you know and talk about it um you know uh and and again it's it's that it's that feeding of information you know like honestly one of the things that drives me crazy in in games is uh uh, I think it was. Was it, I'm trying to think of an example. I think Bioshock was one of them. There's so much reading in the beginning uh, that it's like it basically tells you everything, and now you're put in it. Uh, but again, you know, I, I wanted to come from the point of view where, you know, maybe you did, you know, you as the the player in the game, maybe you did a little, um, you know, uh, look up on what this place was, and then you wanted to check it out. But you really don't know anything about the people who who live there and work there and and the patients or anything. So it's really, you know, an exploratory and, you know, yeah, I mean, we give, we give clues throughout, but, uh, it, it was, it's, it's definitely one of those things where we kind of go back and forth. I'm like, how much should I give on, you know, information about this? How much should I not? So that, that's been, that's been tough. It's like a really kind of subtle sort of, um, story. Sounds like. Yeah. I mean, um, you know, it's, it's actually a pretty big story, about you know what happened in 1922 but you know it's it's just by you know finding you know quick notes here and there or encountering different beings or you know whatever uh it's not again i i didn't want to you know the 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 player was out there investigating so i didn't want to have like you know all this information about you know who was there and and what happened it's basically it's unfolding to the player as they play Sounds really cool. So yeah, hope so. <laughs> I'm looking forward to seeing it. I saw the trailer that that was really awesome. So and from everything I'm hearing, I'm looking forward to playing it. Cool. So we our next question. Um, Corey and I like to debate about this. We um, ask everybody we interview this um, very important question, which is, what do you think of hairless cats? <laughs> uh, they they scare me. Although. I'd say, uh, was it Mr. Bigglesworth <laughs> from Austin Powers? Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I guess it softened me up a little bit, but they kind of freaked me out. <laughs> yeah, Corey has a weird obsession with um, hairless cats. I I think they look weird. I think they look like, uh, they always look angry for one, and they look like um, little moving abortions, so it just freaks yeah. me out. Like, it, seemed to be, it, it seems to me it would be cold and wrinkly. I, I'm sure it's not, but yeah, I, I, it would kind of freak me out. I've never seen one uh, in person, but uh, I don't know. Maybe I'll put one in the game. <laughs> there you go. Scare some people with that. Like Exactly. Yeah, whenever I think of them, it reminds me of in uh, Jurassic Park when they're talking about, you know, maybe we've gone too far. Like, maybe man shouldn't experiment with this kind of stuff. Like, that's hairless cats to me. It's like, we've oh. gone too far, guys. Science needs to take a step back for me. Absolutely. It, why are they hairless anyway? I, I really don't know anything about them. Is it like a genetic thing, or are they are they bred that way? <laughs> if I remember correctly, they're bred that way to be um, non-allergenic to people who are um, allergic to um, cat hair. But it, in my uh, opinion, that's, just that's pretty another, freaky. Yeah, just own <laughs> another animal. Like, yeah. yeah, exactly. How about you just uh, have a dog instead? <laughs> On, buy a fish tank. It, it'll be a lot easier. Yeah, exactly. Naturally hairless. Exactly. So when is Lazaretta set for release, or is there, um, or are you guys still working on that? Um, you know, we're uh, we're shooting. We're we're actually way over. Uh, you know, we're 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 very late, honestly. 
Um, we, uh, but we're at this point, you know, we're, we're kind of wrapping things up. Uh, we're shooting for late February, uh, possibly early March, uh, sooner the better though. I mean, we, like I said, we, you know, what happens when, when you work on your own game, you tend to, you tend to have, uh, you know, Hey, you know, it'd be cool. <laughs> and then, you know, next thing you know, you're three weeks longer, uh, because of one silly idea you had. Like, but you have to have that idea, and cause it's like for I guess for the creator, it's like if you don't have that, and the whole thing kind of falls apart. So I, I oh yeah, I respect absolutely. That. You get obsessed with it, and it's just like, well, yeah, the whole thing's crap without it. So, uh, yeah, it's it, it's a constant battle. And uh, where can we follow you in order to find out more about Lazarado and any other games you may be working on? Um, well, there's a lazaradogame.com. Um, which is, uh, you know, it has links to Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, stuff like that. And then uh, the company uh, site is enterthemonkey.com, which has information on uh, other upcoming games. But to be perfectly honest, we are just straight up obsessed with Lazaretto. And, you know, we, we, you know, we're trying to make it a, you know, a bit of a franchise, you know, with the, with uh, the the three chapter game. Uh, So, you know, we anticipate working on Lazaretto, uh, for the next, uh, you know, several years, hopefully. Good to hear. Definitely. Yeah. So there you have it, folks. Lazarado, a survival game created by Paul Asir. If you haven't checked out our tra- out the trailer yet, um, you can find it on LazaradoGame.com. We suggest you do because it's really awesome. So, Paul, thank you for joining us, and it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, thanks a lot for having me. Definitely. If you have an independent film you're working on and would like to discuss it, you can email us at bmoviebros at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at bmoviebros or my personal Twitter at bmoviepaul. Don't forget to listen to our podcast. We review a different B-movie each week. New episodes every Friday on our website, bmoviebros.com. If you have a movie you'd like us to review or any additional comments, feel free to leave a message below. This has been another B-movie interview. We are the B-movie bros saying... Be brave, be alive, and be back next time. If you have an independent film you're working on and would like to discuss it, you can email us at bmoviebros at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at bmoviebros or my personal Twitter at bmoviepaul. Don't forget to listen to our podcast. We review a different B-movie each week. New episodes every Friday on our website, bmoviebros.com. If you have a movie you'd like us to review or any additional comments, feel free to leave a message below. This has been another B-Movie interview. We are the B-Movie bros saying, be brave, be alive, and be back next time.